You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to the latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. This is your host, Anthony Marino. Happy to be with you talking everything Buffalo Bills. And it's been a a jam-packed week of news for the Bills, really going back and forth. The team recently wrapped up two days of joint practices with the Carolina Panthers. And and really, as you take a look at this, I mean, there was a, a great contingent of Buffalo Bills media members down there in Spartansburg, South Carolina, covering the joint practices with the two teams. I think for us as fans, it was uh, the opportunity to get a lot of new information and, and so many folks doing a great job with the coverage. Uh, again, the two teams coming together. I always feel like it gives you a different perspective, right? It's not just the the same guys going against each other in practice each and every day, but now you're lined up with someone wearing a different uniform. I know it's a little bit cliche when we talk about this, saying that you get sick of hitting the same guys each and every time, but it does give you that new look, right? Think if you're in practice and if you're a Zay Jones going up against a Tredavious White nonstop or vice versa, Maybe you pick up on some of the tendencies that that guy has going against him so often that you need to get a look at somebody different, right? You need to line up from someone that you haven't been lined up so many times in practice over the past few weeks. And for the Buffalo Bills and the Carolina Panthers, everything seems to have gone pretty well for both teams as far as getting a lot out of these joint practices that took place earlier this week. As everybody does know, they will be meeting up Friday night down in Carolina in the second preseason game of the season, 7 p.m. kickoff there. But really with this, again, I think it gives a better opportunity to get an idea of what this Buffalo Bills roster is going to look like. And with that said, when I was taking a, you know some time to think about what we should talk about this week, what we should discuss Came to a little bit of the realization, haven't done a projection for the 53-man roster at this point. A lot of times I feel like I get into something like that before training camp even starts, which is usually just kind of a waste of time. Now, again, the team's a few weeks into camp. They've done the joint practices. You feel like you have a better idea. The team has even released a second unofficial depth chart. But honestly, I've got so many questions with that, especially along the offensive line and everything that goes into it. But with it, this week's episode, I figured it would be a a good opportunity to take that stab at the 53-man roster. Before I get into that, though, want to remind you, if you enjoy all of our shows here on buffalorumblings.com, be sure to hit that subscribe button. You can get this podcast and others wherever you find your podcasts. You can download Believe, Circling the Wagons, Blitz Bills, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, and Nick and Nolan's show. I encourage everybody to check out Nick and Nolan's latest show, one of my personal favorites that these guys did. And uh, just a reminder to uh, stay on their good side for me as they talked about who we hate and why. But honestly, it's a really interesting listen, I think, as a fan of the Buffalo Bills and getting their perspective. So I encourage you to check out all the podcasts, but especially that one this week. So now let's jump into the 53-man roster prediction. You know, a lot of the experts out there, they give their breakdown, guys that 
follow the Buffalo Bills for a living. We always appreciate the feedback that we get from those beat reporters. We think it makes a big difference in how open they are with fans like us. Um, So with that, right, you take the different pieces you've read, the coverage of training camp, what you've seen in limited preseason action so far, and of course, a lot of the feedback that you get from those members of the media. You know, as we go into it, I don't think there's too many surprises that come with this. But then I think, as I would imagine with any team in the NFL, right, you come down the stretch, who are those last few guys on the roster going to going to be? So as we take a look at it, I think, you know, kind of going through this exercise, the guys that I consider the locks first, and then we'll touch base on some of those individuals that I truly think are on the roster bubble. And the Bills are going to have to make some decisions down the stretch of who is going to fill those last couple of spots. So as we go through it, we'll go position by position. Share with some of those thoughts. Of course, as you uh, as you listen to this, you can share your comments uh, at buffalorumblings.com. We'd love to get your feedback on this as well. As we jump into it, the quarterback position, I think at this time, just two uh, quarterbacks are going to be kept on the 53-man roster. Uh, of course, Josh Allen and Matt Barkley is his backup. Um, Tyree Jackson, I think for many fans, there was a sense of optimism for the, you know, the rookie undrafted free agent that played at the University of Buffalo. Uh, two out of 10 completions in his uh, stint in the first preseason game of the year, by all accounts, has had some struggles in practice, as you would expect, right, from an undrafted rookie free agent. I see Tyree Jackson as a prime candidate to make the practice squad for the Bills. Uh, If you asked me before the start of training camp, I was in favor of them keeping three QBs. But at this time, I think it's just going to be two. The consensus out there seems to be the same. And hopefully for Jackson, he can end up on the practice squad for the Bills, give him that additional time to develop. Although I'm very curious to see what kind of uh, maturation, how he continues to grow in his next preseason game Friday night against the Carolina Panthers. Um, At running back right now, I have got the Bills calling it, um, let's say, four locks at running back. And we'll kind of get into that a little bit sooner or a little bit later in the podcast. LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore, Devin Singletary, and Pat DeMarco. Uh, Right now, everybody, you know, DeMarco is always a hot bit and subject. Uh, You know, he's more of a vet. He plays fullback. What is this going to do? He's a leader in the locker room. He's a leader on special teams. He provides a valuable blocker uh, in the backfield, whether it be for the running backs, for Josh Allen. And right now, with all the injuries at tight end, Pat DeMarco proving to be a valuable member of this roster. When we take a look at the wide receiver position right now, I've got five names written down in ink, and that is John Brown, Cole Beasley, Zay Jones, Robert Foster, and Andre Roberts. Um, I think from all estimation, those five names, you know, should not come as a surprise to everyone. I know uh, it seems as if Robert Foster has probably gotten off to a little bit of a slower start than many fans would have liked him to, at least as it compares to his finish of the 2018 season. Uh, But right now I've got him written down in, in pen, and I feel pretty good about that based on his finish down the stretch last season and the rapport that he has with Josh Allen. Uh, An interesting position of note right now, tight end and, you know, truly with it because of the injuries, I've got the Bills keeping four tight ends, Tyler Croft, Lee Smith, Dawson Knox, and Tommy Sweeney. And the interesting thing with this is where it becomes so difficult to really project, you know, Croft and Knox, one of the two or both, need to be healthy in time to to start the regular season. I don't really see the Bills uh, starting on September 8th against the New York Jets down at the Meadowlands 
with Tommy Sweeney as the tar- starting tight end, but they may have to. Um, at this point, Tyler Croft, I think it's going to take him a little while to to round back into shape, but who knows what's going to happen with Dawson Knox um, from that standpoint. But right now, have them keeping four tight ends on the 53-man roster. Of course, something worth worth uh, keeping an eye on, right? I mean, it seems like we talk about the tight end position pretty much every day. Uh, at tackle, right now I only have the Bills, uh, I would say, keeping three tackles, and really the third is just by default, right? So Deion Dawkins, Ty Insecki kind of goes without question. And then the third, uh, at this point, I've got them keeping DeAndre Wesley. And I say that because it's kind of from a lack of options. Um, of course, Cody Ford, I'm lumping in with the interior lineman at this point. But when you look at the newly acquired Ryan Bates or Jerron Jones, Connor McDermott right now is in the concussion protocol. You know, from from my standpoint, DeAndre Wesley is probably the best name that's out there, although I could see the Bills looking to pick up someone uh, once some other teams make their cuts to serve as that swing tackle for the team. Right now, marking down in pen, five interior offensive linemen, um, and Mitch Morse, uh, Quentin Spain, uh, John Feliciano, <laughs> Cody Ford, and Spencer Long. And as you really take a look at this, I think these are five guys that I feel comfortable with. There's some other names that we'll discuss in a little bit. But I think if you are locking in five interior offensive linemen, when Morse is healthy, he will be the starting center. Quentin Spain has had a stranglehold on the left guard position. And then you look at Cody Ford right now, lining up at right guard. It seems like, I don't want to say exclusively, but the majority of his time spent as the starting right guard. Although, as we record this on Wednesday, earlier in the day, Ty Insecki, it looked like, had a maybe a veteran rest day. Not sure if he tweaked something, but Ford was lined up as the starting right tackle. On the depth chart, he's listed as the starting right tackle, but it seems like the vast majority of snaps he's taken over the past couple of weeks have been at right guard. So um, I'm curious to see how this all plays out. Again, if he is going to be locked in at the guard position, what happens when Morris comes back? Does Feliciano shift back to right guard and does that push forward over to right tackle and then second to the to the swing tackle? I'd be surprised if that happens, but really that is probably the thing most worth noting as you talk about the starters and looking at this. So right now at this time, right, you kind of go through with all of these pieces. There's a few names that you haven't heard yet. We will get into them later in the podcast. Guys like Isaiah McKenzie, we didn't talk about. Of course, there's Wyatt Teller, Ray Ray McLeod, Sinarese Perry, you know, that that are going to come up in this conversation. So don't think that I forgot about those guys, but obviously some names that will come up for some of those last roster spots. Switching over to the defensive side of the ball, defensive end, three guys, again, that we know will be on the roster, Jerry Hughes, Trent Murphy, and Shaq Lawson. I don't think there's any um, any argument there with those three names uh, coming forth. By all accounts, all three of these guys have had a good start to camp in the preseason so far, and obviously a good thing to see. And a guy like Trent Murphy, who finally is healthy this year, and Shaq Lawson in a contract year, so people are expecting him to maybe have a little bit of extra motivation. and maybe round into form for what some of the expectations were for the former first round draft pick. Um, at defensive tackle, again, four guys marking them down in pen, uh, Star Latulale, Harrison Phillips, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips. Um, I think that is a pretty safe group to look at. You think of those four guys, Ed Oliver now lining up with the first team. So I think that is uh, obviously a great thing for him and for the Buffalo Bills. And then you've got Harrison Phillips and Jordan Phillips 
as the backups. When we get into the linebacker position, it's it's a little bit different here. And I guess you could say I've got six guys written down in ink. Maybe I should have only included four or five. But from this standpoint, I'll give a little bit of the explanation that went into that. Um, first, your three starters, Matt Milano, Lorenzo Alexander, Tremaine Edmonds. I don't think there's any question there, right? I mean, three guys that are focal points of Sean McDermott's defense and what they have planned. So no surprise there. The other three you might have some question with. Um, one, Maurice Alexander, the free agent signing this past year, expected to be a heavy contributor on special teams because he was signed relatively early in free agency, that special team side of things. I have him as, as someone that I see making the roster. Um, in addition to that, Voshan Joseph, and I know he flashed on special teams against the Colts last week in the first week of the preseason. Uh, I've got him here because he was a fifth-round draft pick. I don't see them being able to sneak him onto the practice squad. We know that Brandon Bean values those draft picks and guys that he selects coming in as rookies. So I see Voshan Joseph making the team for the Buffalo Bills. And then Julian Stanford, who has been a solid backup for the team last year, more of a veteran uh, opportunity for him. And I look at him as being, call it that sixth linebacker. So again, that's probably the area where I had some more questions than anything else. We'll get into it in just a little bit, but those are the six guys I'm looking at at this time as we're recording the podcast. Um, Nickel cornerback Teron Johnson started last season, expecting him to start this season. Saran Neal is his backup and someone that has been doing uh, flashing in a great way throughout training camp. Uh, Expectations continue to rise for him. Uh, Our good friend of the podcast, Joe Marino, was talking on Locked on Bills, how impressed he continues to be with Neal. Um, I consider him a roster lock at this point. No questions asked. Um, it's strong safety, Jordan Poyer, Jaquan Johnson. And Jaquan Johnson from uh, the University of Miami. Again, a guy that can contribute on special teams, uh, not to be name dropping, but our friend Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press right away when the Buffalo Bills drafted Johnson, he was like, lock him in. This guy is making the team. He is going to be a contributor. He is going to be a leader. And everything you've heard so far has been extremely positive as it relates to him. At free safety, Micah Hyde, of course, and then Kurt Coleman. And Kurt Coleman, again, a veteran presence coming and joining the team, familiar with Sean McDermott and his uh, and his system and his scheme that he runs on defense. And really, from this standpoint, as we take a look at it, Coleman has been lining up really as a second teamer on on defense. So as we take a look at the opportunity and him to to be a you know productive piece to the Buffalo Bills defense, we look at really look at someone like Kurt Coleman. And right now I see him as someone that's going to make the roster for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Next up at cornerback, I've got four names here. Um, Trey White, Levi Wallace, Kevin Johnson, and then I've got Captain Munderland on the list. And this was kind of a late switch that I made, but it seems like, you know, a new addition to the roster. Again, someone, a 31-year-old veteran familiar with with Sean McDermott and his scheme. You think of EJ Gaines being lost to injured reserve. You bring in someone like Munderland can be that veteran presence in a relatively young cornerback room. So, you know, I went back and forth on this one. Is this a guy I should put on the 53-man roster right now? I decided he would be a good fit, went forward with it. So I'm going to stick with that for the time being. That leaves us three spots that we need to uh, also fill for special teams. Stephen Hauschka, Corey Carter at punter, and Reed Ferguson, the long snapper. So as we go through all of this, 
that gives us 49 names on the 53-man roster. So four spots to fill. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll talk about some of those decisions that we have to make. I would love to get your take on the guys that you would add to the 53-man roster and see what the Buffalo Bills can look like heading into the regular season. So we'll take a break real quick. We'll be right back on Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Bills fans, welcome back to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino here with you talking the 53-man roster. Before the break, we went through position by position and really talked about the guys that I felt had the greatest chance to make the 53-man roster. Uh, If you were keeping track at home, which I, gosh, I hope you were not, 49 names on the list. So that means we've got four additional spots to fill at this time. And these were some of those um, tough calls, I guess you could say, right? You think of guys that contribute on special teams, guys that have been successful in the past, or maybe some guys that are rookies, right, that are brand new to the team and have the opportunity to uh, to make an impact with a little bit more time. So here are the list of guys, uh, again, that I think we we need to take a look at. And these are, uh, we've got four spots left to fill, to, to fill out the 53-man roster. We've got Deion Lacey, Lafayette Pitts, Corey Thompson, Wyatt Teller, Ray Ray McLeod, Sonoris Perry, Daryl Johnson, Mike Love, Sam Acho, Isaiah McKenzie, and Dean Marlowe. So I think as you go through this, right, taking a look at this list and thinking to yourself, who are the four guys that that you would pick here? You know, for me, it really comes down to a, a, a little bit of, you know, your process of elimination, I guess you could say. So as you go through some of these things, I'm going to cross off Sam Acho at this point right now. You know, he's contributed in the NFL before, started over 50 games in his career. But right now at this time, I take a look at it. I think if the Bills are going to keep a fourth defensive end, someone like Daryl Johnson or Mike Love has a greater upside. So I'm going to look at them as one of the options for us at this time. Isaiah McKenzie and Ray Ray McLeod, there's been a lot of talk if the Bills keep six wide receivers. That seems to be the magic number. That's how many wide receivers they kept in 2018. And I am going to stick with that number. Um, Right now, I am going to lean towards Isaiah McKenzie, and I'm going to mark him as one of the spots on the 53-man roster. I thought he showed a good rapport with Josh Allen after Allen returned from injury, right? That's last six games of the regular season, really targeting McKenzie at a number of different times. I realize it will be harder for him to see playing time with the talent that the Bills have on the roster right now. Um, Someone like Ray Ray McLeod still is eligible to be placed on the practice squad for the Bills. So I am going to give one of the spots to Isaiah McKenzie. I'm going to circle that one, and he's got one of the spots on the 53-man roster at this time. Right now, when we look at this, and uh, again, a guy that he makes some plays, we've seen some good things from Dean Marlowe in the past, but right now I am giving Kurt Coleman the uh, the nod over him and a little bit of a tough call. I think Dean Marlowe, again, is one of those guys, um, you know, you joke around, he's got a great rapport with, with someone like Sean McDermott. Um, if he doesn't latch on with another team, I could see him ending up back with the Bills should someone get injured, but I'm going to cross Dean Marlowe off at this time. 
I just don't think, uh, again, as you look at having four safeties on the roster, Kurt Coleman probably producing at a little bit of a higher level, and Jaquan Johnson, the rookie, the Bills spending a sixth-round draft pick on him. High character, again, contributor on special teams, someone that uh, showed some good flashes, uh, great number of tackles in the preseason game against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, so as I look at that, Dean Marlowe, I'm going to cross off the list. Um, we talk about offensive linemen, one that's on this list, Wyatt Teller. I'm going to circle Wyatt Teller. I'm going to give him one of the spots on the 53-man roster, a fifth-round draft pick in 2018. Um, and really with this, I, I think as you talk about the offensive line and just some of the injuries, right, you think of Spencer Long, who's been dinged up a bit. Of course, we talk about Mitch Morris pretty much every single day. And who knows what's going to happen with Cody Ford if he's going to end up primarily playing more at tackle. So Wyatt Teller, I would give one of the spots on the 53-man roster as well. So as we go through it, right, here, here's where we are at, at this time. We've got two spots left to fill. Dion Lacey, Lafayette Pitts, Corey Thompson, Sonoris Perry, Daryl Johnson, and Mike Love. Um, at this time right now, I am going to cross Lafayette Pitts off the list. And that, um, I don't love that, but at this point, giving that fourth cornerback spot to Captain Munnerlyn, I look at this and just think to myself, okay, here's a guy, he's come in uh, from all accounts, right? And, and Joe Marino from Locked On Bills was talking about earlier in the day, Munderland has been, you know, taking those snaps with the second team at cornerback and really, you know, knocking Pitts back a little bit. And I think you, you love what Pitts has done on special teams, but you talk about some of these other guys that have come in, some of these rookies that will be expected to produce on special teams. So as we go forward with it, right? I'm going to knock him off the list and looking at a couple of these pieces. So really for me now at this point, I've got one other guy. It's a tough choice. I think many people will probably question this, um, but I am going to knock off Sonoris Perry as well. Right now, the Bills have four running backs on the roster. Um, they are going to struggle with carries for enough of these players in LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore, Devin Singletary, and Patrick DeMarco. DeMarco is a contributor on special teams. He is taking one of those spots. Again, we've talked about other guys before getting spots because they can contribute on special teams, right? You talk about a Kurt Coleman, a Jaquan Johnson, a Boshan Joseph, a Maurice Alexander. So when it came down to it for me, for the Bills to keep a fifth running back, we always talk about running backs being interchangeable. You can pick guys up off the street, maybe stash someone like a Marcus Murphy on the practice squad. Um, for me, that was probably the I guess you could say the most controversial cut. Obviously, I didn't even talk about TJ Yeldon, but at this point, um, after the fumble in the game against the Colts, the crowded running back room that the Bills have, I just don't see him as an option to stick with the 53-man roster. So it comes down to two additional spots. One is going to go to a defensive end and one to go to a linebacker. And again, we take a look at this. You've got a Deion Lacey and a Corey Thompson who could fill one of those linebacker spots and then a Daryl Johnson or a Mike Love at defensive end. Now, with all of this being said, right, you talk about it, Lacey and Corey Thompson, for me, it's a little bit of a coin flip with these two guys. Contributors in a big way on special teams, but right now, all the buzz, all the talk from the coaches, everything that you hear out of training camp, the work in the preseason, is that Corey Thompson, he's even been mixing in with the starters at different times, especially when you have someone like Lorenzo Alexander getting a veteran's rest day. So as I look at this, Corey Thompson, that's the guy I am going to circle 
at the linebacker position. When it comes down to the last defensive end spot, I'm going to go to Mike Love. And I'm going to go with Mike Love um, a little bit begrudgingly. I think he's got a, uh, you know, again, an opportunity to continue to grow. Personally, I, I like what we saw in Daryl Johnson against the Indianapolis Colts. You continue to hear good things. He's raw. The, the Bills would need to stash him on the practice squad. And I think it could be one of those things if they were to cut him and he does not make the 53-man roster and then the possibility that he would not clear waivers that I could see the Bills making a move to add him to the 53-man roster. But for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to go with Mike Love. The last four guys making the 53, Corey Thompson, Wyatt Teller, Mike Love, Isaiah McKenzie. Of course, so much of this can change after the Buffalo Bills play the Carolina Panthers on Friday night in the second preseason game of the year. Might be some additional guys that flash, show us something that we haven't seen before. And who knows? You could ask me in a few days and maybe Sonoris Perry is back on the roster for me because that probably was the one guy that uh, number 54, I guess you could say for me right now, if I had to make a switch and find a spot for somebody else next to Gerald Johnson as well as someone that can contribute for the team right now. So that's a look at my 53-man roster. Like I said before, we'd love to get your thoughts on this. Please hit me up on Twitter at Anth Marino. You can share your thoughts in the comments at buffalorumblings.com. And thanks as always for listening to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings as part of the Buffalo Rumblings podcast channel. Everybody, we'll catch up with you after the Bills take on the Carolina Panthers on Friday night. Thanks for always tuning in, and we'll talk to you all soon. Go Bills. Thank <laughs> you.